Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Scions of the Southland. This time, Masters flavored as the final round of the Masters goes on in the background of both of our TVs. My name is Akshay Warren, and joining me as always is Mr. Jake Grant. How are you doing today, sir? Um, well, I'm going to die over the next two weeks with all this grad school crap, but uh, in terms of sports... You know, that's nice. The weather's nice. Uh, I don't know. Had some good food this weekend. Was it was it a pimento cheese sandwich themed? I did have a pimento cheese omelet this morning. So, wow. Ooh, that's you hit really the, pretentious. But you yeah. hit the double. You not only hit the egg sandwich, you also hit the pimento cheese sandwich in, in the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's Atlanta brunch on Masters weekend, I guess. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. The azaleas are blooming. The pollen is spreading. It's it's definitely Masters weekend. There's uh, a sniffle in the air. There, there's a sniffle and a, just a little touch of pretentiousness in the air. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, anyways. Anyways, we do have a lot to get to. I, I know you alluded to it before we started recording, but it is... Uh, whew, there's there's a lot of results on this, uh, on this here shot sheet. So... Where do you want to get started with the half hour that we have to play with today? Um, I think that we should change things up uh, because near and dear to my own biased, biased heart. Uh, we finally had a weekend with some club sports in action. And I mean, it, it's the big three. So like you, you can't miss those three when they're all when they're all doing stuff at the same time. Right. I, I, I don't me, know. Hold Stop on. Me. Let me guess. Let me guess. One of the big three swim club. I mean. How many other national champions are there on this campus right now? I don't know of any, so you know that that that's got to be one of them. Loyal to the bitter end, anyway. Do regale me with the tales of the Georgia Tech Swim Club, why don't you? It, I mean, it's funny you say the bitter end because man, I'm ready to graduate, but here Oof. we are. Um, as for as for Swim Club, uh, they did host a satellite meet of the 2021 CCS National Championships. Um, this is the Fourth, I guess, I guess third, because last year didn't happen. Third, third official sanctioned national championship. Uh, Georgia Tech is looking to continue its undefeated streak in those. Um, we don't have the results from that yet uh, because not all satellite meets happen this weekend. There'll be some uh, during this week and next weekend as, uh, you know, the the other uh, the other results around the country filter in. But we had Florida and Clemson here at Macaulay this weekend. Um Tech had the most swimmers, uh, so got a lot of podiums. I mean, not that there weren't a ton of people there, but, you know, it was, it was about uh, 150, 200 swimmers all spread out on the uh, on the Olympic pool deck, so not too bad. Um, we had a couple records get broken uh, on the club. Uh, I think the most interesting thing to take away, though, um, I, I mean, shout out all the, the people buzzing around the pool um, doing, uh, doing their thing, but I think – uh, we talk about records a lot on this show, right? Because that's really one of the only ways we have to gauge like a track, swimming, diving, you know, something we may not have mm-hmm. seen live, but like, you know, the, the record break always grabs your grabs your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like like a lot of the times we see, uh, you know, uh, for example, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later, but Nicole Feagans broke a 19-year-old uh, like Georgia Tech uh, track 1500 meters record. Um, a lot of the things we see are like, oh, it was like a 12-year-old diving record, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but one of the ones that the swim club uh, broke this weekend seems kind of like it's been 
hand it around person to person. I, I did some digging here because um, I, I know people that are still involved with that organization. And apparently this is the fifth time that it's been broken in the last five years. And all of them were by a different person. I mean, that's called optimization right there. I mean, that's called having some some decent distance. I mean, one of those was yours truly, so I'm not going to fluff my own feathers too much there. But uh, as you proceed to fluff your own feathers, I, I, I mean, I got I got at least mention that it's uh, it, uh, it ain't anymore though. Get to the point. It only lasts for about a year. But the, the point, point I'm getting to, uh, I don't know. I feel like this is just uh, a a weird little outlier in terms of in terms of how that stuff usually works. I don't know. Um, I I don't know if we'll be seeing that break again next year, just like I don't know we'll be seeing uh, all those Feigen, uh, Feigen's records fall because uh, there have certainly been a lot of those lately. So I don't know, just interesting uh, dichotomy between this event versus kind of what we usually see with uh, with the swimming and, and, and the track races and the diving type stuff. So interesting on that. I think that's probably a decent segue to talk about track. I don't want to forget about hockey and lacrosse, but um, should we touch we'll on them back. before we go back? Okay. We'll, we'll circle okay. back. You know, this is a this is an executive corporate meeting. You know, we'll circle back. We'll uh, uh, tie up loose ends. Uh, insert other corporate buzzword here. I'm I'm really struggling to find examples now that I'm on the spot about it. I mean, you're you're the man who's already in corporate world, so you tell me. But uh, in terms me. of track, um, we we mentioned uh, record broken uh, in the uh, 1500 meters. Uh, that was uh, Miss uh, Feegan's again. Uh, been tearing it up this year. Great for her. Also, unsurprisingly, uh, Olivia Moore, who has been quite a, uh, a consistent performer on the pole vault, um, found herself at the top of the uh, at the top of the results table again. There, so congrats to her. Uh, we had a couple other podium finishes. Uh, it was in Tuscaloosa, so saw some other you know Power Five D one from around the region uh, teams. Not bad. Um, I think uh, the jumps were also notable. We had podium finishers for the women. Uh, in the long and high jumps so you know that that's fun and then they'll be in town next weekend so maybe uh i don't know maybe i'll get to head over there maybe you'll get to head over there we'll see we'll see i have two two quick notes before we move on from track uh number one um and i mean this with the fullest respect possible shanty papacosta is like first team all name team in the nation oh yeah I don't even know how I uh, missed that. I think she's a freshman jumper. Yes, something like that. First team, all name team. And then second, uh, you neglected to mention that Nicole Fiennes ran the last two laps of her uh, of her event in, uh, without a shoe on. Uh, she was tripped earlier in it. So, I mean, that's how she lost the shoe. And then she still managed to beat the national, the defending national champion in that event and secure second place. And beat the school record. Yeah, the woman has um, has like steel feet, but in a good way, if that makes sense. Dude, I I don't know. Run, running in socks does not sound like that's the optimal thing. So, congrats to her. Maybe she'll break it the next time she runs it because uh, having two shoes seems to be the uh, preferred method of choice to run a race. You know. See, you know, probably. I don't know. I don't have a good joke for this. Moving on. Moving on. Do you want to circle back? Over yeah, let's do to- those um, while we're while we're in the neighborhood. Uh, mentioned three club sports in action that we could find results for uh, hockey and lacrosse. Um, I think 
uh, anyone who is digging this deep into Georgia Tech athletics uh, to listen to this here podcast probably is at least somewhat familiar with Georgia Tech hockey and Georgia Tech lacrosse. Um, very well branded, very well uh, followed, funded. Uh, they make it very accessible and easy to follow their, uh, their sports. So we appreciate that. And uh, hockey, I think for the first time, what, since the first weekend of March last year, actually played a game. So uh, mm. congrats to them on uh, existing. So that's pretty fun. See, the way that you phrase it makes it sound very like, – makes it sound like a backhanded compliment, but it's true. Like they I, – I mean, as a sports club, if you don't play, you kind of just have, don't – you exist very nominally on the sporting consciousness. Well, it's so, really weird though. You know, it's not like people are going to be like, ah, oh, it's spring practice for hockey. Like that, that just – it doesn't – it doesn't tick like that, you know? Yeah, and, and I, I think some of the other things that have gotten lost in the weeds, uh, the, the very tall weeds that are an uh, international pandemic, um, they, I, if I remember correctly, they switched conferences in the middle of this. There was like a, a whole thing about moving over to the SEC of hockey. Um, they, they've only played one game in that conference so far. Um, it's – they – I, I I don't have the roster, nor do I have the hockey background to really tell you how good they are. But it's a it's it's a new time for that for that club. I think it's it, new era, new time sort of feeling, especially with one year off. Yeah, um, I went to check. There's actually a Wikipedia page for the Southeastern Collegiate Hockey Conference, so uh, that's fun. Also, um, I got to give them props on using the SEC trademark there without using the SEC trademark. Oh, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? The, uh, the the names people might recognize. You got uh, Alabama Huntsville. Not Alabama, though, weirdly. Uh, nor uh, do LSU. Uh, Alabama still exists, but LSU and Mississippi State uh, dropped their dropped their programs. But uh, Arkansas, Auburn, Clemson, Florida, FAU, Florida State, uh the boys from Athens, Kennesaw State, uh, Lynn University in Boca Raton, Middle Tennessee, Ole Miss, uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vandy. So it's basically a who's who of the SEC plus Southern ACC and some friends, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a fair way to put it, I think. It's but the SEC you, of our dreams, especially one without Alabama. In it. I mean, if we could play Lynn, whatever they are in football every year, maybe uh, – Maybe we'd see some uh, more wins, but I don't know, man. Four wins instead of three. It's it counts. Yep, it it does. Uh, we, don't, we don't need to go there. I I have there's like five more months until I have to start thinking about that. I <laughs> not interested this time. Let's uh let's switch gears over to lacrosse, unless you have anything for for hockey. Anything yeah. else for hockey? Uh, that that uh eight to two win over Auburn. I don't think we ever actually said the score, so shame on us. Um. Lacrosse, uh, they're really good. Uh, they were before the season got canceled last year. I, I don't know if it was odds-on favorite to win at all, but if not, they were highly, highly, highly number one in the country, ranked all that fun stuff um, in their conference. Uh, they were looking to be champions, all that good stuff. Um, but uh, they went down to Tallahassee to play Florida State and Florida, won uh, fifteen to seven and nineteen to ten. So. Some good thumpings. Uh, they're 4-0. They're pretty good. They actually have a home game uh, coming up uh, next weekend. So if you want to see them play All Barn uh, on Rose Stamps Field, go uh, go check them out. 
And that lacrosse team, like you said, I just want to emphasize, they're good. They are really, really good. That is a consistent national title contender. I, obviously, it's it's the club level. So, you know, you have to adjust your expectations a little bit, especially in terms of the opponents that they play. But it's not like they're playing really bad teams. Like, they, I mean, the last couple of times that they've been in the national championship tournament, they've played some really, really good lacrosse and also really really good teams. It's just that it's been a little unfortunate that they haven't been able to finish the drill the last couple of times. Yep. I, um, I think that they seem, I mean, obviously there's only been four games, but, uh, could probably be a, I don't know, another national championship contender at, at the very least, I would think. I mean, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the standard at that program at this point. So, uh, I guess we'll see. And still yep. got plenty of the probably plenty of the season left to play. Yep. Um, also, uh, Georgia Tech hockey doubling back on the conference thing. Uh, the SEC HC joined a uh, a league called the Collegiate Hockey Federation, uh, as opposed to the whatever they were in before ACHA. Um, basically, I think that means they moved up a tier independent. It basically seems like the SEC. Hockey League plus the ACC Hockey League. So uh, good for them. Um, but uh, yeah, lacrosse, they'll be in action on the flats. Uh, Georgia Tech Hockey has two home games next weekend as well. I think that's at the Atlanta Ice Forum. Uh, both should be against Tennessee, I want to say. I think the, the 17th and 18th. Uh, check them out on Twitter, on their websites, um, if you want to know more. And uh, we can pivot uh, back to our uh, our varsity teams, I think. True. Last thing I'll say, uh, there's a fan in our mentions that will be uh, very, very worried for his Tennessee, his beloved Tennessee Vols lacrosse team's uh, effectiveness during this uh, during this event this weekend or next weekend. You mean hockey? No. The- oh, did I mix my sports? Damn it. Yeah. I think we do. T- we do get Tennessee at some point. I just don't have it. Hold up in front of me. You know There's, what? We're moving yeah. on and we're ignoring my poor podcasting here. We're talking it's softball. Rack, man. I don't know. <laughs> we're talking about softball next. Uh, yeah. Softball had a very exciting, uh, stressful weekend uh, that capped off a, uh, a long, long COVID break. Uh, nothing to do on their part. They, they were fine. Uh, UNC, I think the first club was UNC and the second club was Syracuse and consecutive weekends had uh, COVID issues. So hopefully, hopefully every one of those two schools is okay. But then they come out after two weeks off and uh, have a very ro- like an, an emotional roller coaster of a weekend playing Louisville at, at home. So Louisville takes the first game. Tech walks off the second game. Louisville wins the second game or the third game. And then Tech run rule walks off the fourth game to split the series. And I think the way that you describe it in YJR and the way that you're telling me that you were going to describe it is this is a, this is a win. It's, it's only yeah. 500 on the weekend, but it's, it's a win. It's an emotional victory. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we've dug into my personal biases in this series enough times uh, to, to go into why it was – a tough weekend in my household to uh, be watching softball. But um, in terms of like, they were very much in the first game. I mean, yeah, a lot of those runs came late. Uh, Cameron Stanford hit a bottom of the seventh uh, 
grand slam to put the jackets within one. But uh, I don't know, like like winning in a walk off felt like Tech finally got one back for all the times that they've been walked off or, or struggled in late innings. You know, like it it was somewhat cathartic. Obviously, you know, like you'd like to see more wins. It's you'd a like regression to, to the mean kind of deal. I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Like it's you get one back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's the reverse of that luck, basically. I think is the way that I would describe it. Because I mean, I I think part of it is a the the trend has sort of remained. Um, right when we're talking about those six five games, those four two games, these are still relatively close games against uh, like one tier above competition. And but they've been doing that all season. I mean, they were doing that against clubs and against FSU. Obviously, some of those were more dramatic losses in parts of those series. But they were still. The fact remains that they had those results. Yeah. Um, but this, are they turning the corner here on a twelve and twenty season, with like a third of the slate left to play? It's hard to say, but it sure makes you feel the good brain chemicals. I, I think we have nine games left on the slate. So, like, there's there's just – let's be honest. There's not really enough unless we go on a run and win the ACC tournament that is going to get us a bid, I think, to the NCAAs, especially having already played uh, the um, the Clemsons and the Florida States of the world on our schedule. All of the ranked teams to start out the year. Yeah. The currently uh, I mean, ranked and, teams. And that was a brutal start. Uh, brutal start. For and them. we knew that going in, too. I think we just – we had our expectations reset. Yeah, definitely, definitely reset. But I mean, I think after this weekend, you can say they're playing at least good softball. If not, like obviously that first weekend of the year, going five and zero, slaughtering basically every comer. Um, that, that was our best softball, I think, that we will play all year. But I mean, uh, this is a much better level of competition, and and we handled them well. Like the the one game that was like okay, like they're it's a different corner. It's a different team, whatever they've ironed out some stuff I think has to be the 12 2 win, right? Like mm-hmm. that's not a fluke. You can't fluke your way into a 10 run victory in the ACC. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what you hang your hat on. That's what we did to end the weekend too. So they got some momentum. That's pretty good, right? I mean, I'm not going to complain about winning 10 2 at all. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, let's talk about both of the tennis teams before we wrap up with golf, which is the topic du jour. Women's tennis went undefeated on the week. Uh, they headed to Notre Dame and also played Louisville. Um, where where do you want to start with this one? Um, well, I mean, it's a little bit tough because I don't think any of us watched these more than just I, – I was screen-watching uh, – the live stats for the Notre Dame, uh, Notre Dame game, but uh, I, not I think a we, lot of uh, not a lot of live streams for some of these other clubs. No, not really. And uh, the the added fun of just like this weekend being this weekend meant it was also hard to go uh, seek it out. But uh, in terms of what I did see, um, handled Louisville, uh, both the men and the women. Frankly, I think they both won five to two. Uh, nice parallels there. The difference being the men dropped uh, 4-3 on Friday to Notre Dame. Uh, they got upset on courts one and two, um, which is which is tough, especially if you lose that uh, doubles point we already need. Um, you, you know, you lose the doubles and you lose those top two, every other player needs to win. Um, but, uh, I mean, 
could have been worse. 4-3. Notre Dame's a worse team than Tech, but only marginally so. So I don't know. I think think going 1-1 sets them up solid for the postseason, right? Like they, they, they capped it with a win and, and that's good. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, looking at both of their rankings, you, you're talking about the, well, I mean, the women and the top 15 you're talking about the men who are on the edge of the top 30. I think if you're talking about this team wise, they're setting themselves up for, potential NCAA tournament birds on both sides. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the field looks like in tennis, or it's been a while since I've accessed that part of my mind brain. Um, it's usually 64, but uh, definitely would want to check before I said anything on that because uh, we all saw how volleyball shook out. So, Yeah, that is, that is true. That did get adjusted. Um, I think they're in good shape, and I think we said that last week too. They're both individually and as a team, both squads are in good shape. I don't know what the RPI says uh, because you, being the uh, bad podcast preparer, did not provide it for me on this uh, on this dashboard. Um, but uh, I think they're in good shape. I, I don't think we have to worry about about them heading into the back stretch here. Yeah, I. Um... I'm not terribly, terribly worried. I, I was actually going to uh, check some of the rankings here, see what the numbers look like on the backside. But uh, the women notching two wins, I think that, that I think that puts them at 14 and nine. They'll probably move up if they're in the top 16. I don't think there's any question uh, about them making the tournament. The men uh, losing to Notre Dame is tough, but it's not the end of the world. It's not like they just dropped that to Boston College. Uh, that part of that's just like a pride momentum type thing. You know, you you want to see you want to see your boys winning. Um, you want to be doing playing your best tennis going into the weekend, but uh, you know it. It could be worse. Uh, they the the women, I think, are a lock. The men are, if not, they're they're getting close to like they're on the bubble, but leaning in. I think based on, I mean, how it, my gut feel for this top uh, top twenty eight or whatever teams in front of them look. I really need some tennis bracketology action going on. Can you uh, can you get on that? Maybe we can start a consulting firm for this. We need more analytics for all of these sports. I don't trust what we get. So <laughs> maybe that's just me being a crusty man. Going to have to sign a very expensive contract with Georgia Tech Athletics for any of that kind of stuff. So and uh, and probably use Excel while we're at it, we'll, uh, which will uh, upset me a lot. They're a uh, Google Sheets department, don't you know? Uh, don't remind me. Don't remind me. All right. Uh, topic du jour. Uh, everyone's favorite weekend uh, of golf now ends, not only with the end of the Masters coming around uh, the end of the back nine on my TV currently, but also Georgia Tech golf, which is ranked uh, 33rd in the Coaches Bowl and 28th in the uh, golf stat poll. So how did they do? this weekend or this week or i i don't really know you didn't really put a time frame in this part of the document it was it was tuesday and monday because i i wrote about the first day of the calusa cup and we talked about it because we talked about them being in fourth uh on podcast last week Mm -hmm. um but they wrapped up play in naples and uh i mean if, if you look at their week over week change in ranking I think going up what 15 spots in the Saragin uh ranks will 
will pretty much uh, give away that it was a pretty good weekend. We finished second. Uh, we beat – there were three top ten teams there. Uh, we beat two of them. We finished one stroke in front of Florida State, who rallied with a minus four on the last day but weren't quite uh, enough to uh, catch us. And I believe Wake Forest finished around ten strokes behind us. They're seventh in the country uh, in the golf stat rankings as well. Um, so – Definitely good to be uh, handling some top 10 ACC competition pretty well. We didn't we didn't beat Oklahoma, but we were kind of like the best of the rest. Yeah, no, handling uh, two top 10 ACC teams uh, and not coming a disappointing number of strokes behind Oklahoma uh, to finish second as a best of the rest kind of move is no shame. So, you know, I, I'd call it a, a big success. Christo Lamprecht, uh He's making himself uh, very clearly Georgia Tech's next uh, golf whiz kid. Uh, I keep saying, oh, we're waiting for X to break out of their shell. We're waiting for Y. When Lamprex has been here the whole year, like, hey, I'm a freshman, but I'm going to be good someday. And, and I think this is a, a pretty clear sign that, you know what, he stepped up to the challenge against some pretty good competition. So congrats to them. Would you say he's turning uh, – would you say that Georgia Tech golf is turning uh, Amen Corner as they approach ACC, uh, ACC championships. And yet I still let you say it. Gosh darn it. It's uh, Masters yeah. weekend. You have to let me get the jokes in. It's the only weekend that I watch golf every year. And you got to do it twice in the last six months, so congrats. I love it. I love it. Um, I was going to say, I, I think it is a great sign. They seem to be playing their best golf of the year, uh, heading into the final stretch. And... Uh, Coach Hepler's definitely got some unique uh, traditions that he likes to pull out for the ACC championship. So uh, who knows? Maybe they'll feel particularly motivated. They just beat the two best teams in the conference. So who's to say? We'll have to wait and see. Just got to do it again at the end of the month. Yep. Easy peasy. Uh, final note, we ignored talking about baseball because they have not played like a functional baseball team in a couple weeks. Uh, I don't feel that that is too harsh because – uh, they really have not. Would you? Would you disagree? I had a breakthrough yesterday, and I I want to test the waters on this. We don't have to beat it to death. We can kind of circle back next week if we want. Are, are you baking? The, are you proofing this take for future baking? Yes, yes. It's we're putting it in the in the in the fridge for next okay. week if it if it is allowed to uh, continue existing. Okay. So I was thinking, our pitchers are bad, right? Like we have no consistent pitching. But maybe that's because for the last, like, 16 months before the season started, they didn't have anywhere to pitch, right? Like, like they, they were what? I mean, I guess, yes, they were on the field, blah, 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 whatever. But there was no more pitching tunnels. There was no, like, the batting cages that the hitters were using were those ramshackle ones on the, uh, the first baseline behind the ticket office. Like, it's not like, I, I don't know. This sounds like I'm making an excuse, but... I don't know. Do you think that might play a, a, a role of, of just not having the like, okay, you're indoor, you're working on your mechanics kind of thing. But, I, but I here's my counter argument to that you can go to, even if it's socially distant, I mean, I've been to batting cage, like indoor batting cages and indoor pitching cages before. Yeah. Even if it's socially distant, you, there are still places in Atlanta and in the Atlanta Metro area where you can get that work in. Yeah. That's it fair. is not, you do not have to be at tech's facilities. 
I have seen some nice facilities other places in in the metro area. Um, oh, you're absolutely right. I, I was just kind of like, hmm. I, I don't know. You know, shower thoughts, that kind of thing. Fair enough. I'm uh, again. They have not played like a good baseball team. They uh, lost another series at Notre Dame this weekend. Makes me sad. It uh, makes me sad. They are still part of the tournament picture for now. Um, I don't. Uh, it, we're we're gonna have to wait and see how the rest of the season shakes out. I think they have two or three more series left. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what the pitching. I, I think it's gonna come down to to how if we can, you know, have a bullpen that can go behind. You know, the 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 Herder, Archer, Crawford have been okay. You know, like the, we're just gonna have to piece together from that and and not put the cart before the horse because I feel like it's now been what. 20 months of us putting the cart before the horse on this baseball team. Uh, we need to, we need to get out of this cart and horse habit, uh, maybe yeah. upgrade to a horse and buggy or a, a, you know, diesel engine. I don't know. We, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of better uh, mechanical options for our taste. Hey, if you want to go 15 miles an hour through tunnels that are only slightly larger than London underground tubes, then Elon Musk has a Tesla to sell you and a convention center to drive it at. So yeah. you could start with that. Oh, Elon. Oh, Elon. All right. Uh, any other last notes before we wrap up here? Nope. And I got to bounce. So uh, I think that's where we uh, tell our listeners we will see them next week. Indeed. Listeners, we will talk to you all very soon. Have a good one. Oh.